Okay, so John, it was uh, it was the Oscars last night. It was a late one. It didn't, was. didn't get fed till like seven or whatever. It was getting light. My question is, how's your hangover? I feel fine. I could win a marathon. You look great. <laughs> I feel like absolute shit. Some films are fine, just the way they are. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where you pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. This week we're reviewing the Oscars or something? What are we doing? So we're recording this 8pm on Monday evening, just after the Oscars, mm-hmm. and you've just got up. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Most of the day asleep. As you've, uh, I'm, you're... I'm feeling pretty rough. Well, it's nobody's fault but your own. Yeah. We've already done our Oscar predictions and our Oscar rankings, so this is the third part of our little trilogy where we're going to just do just a little reaction to the show itself and how we feel it went. Mm-hmm. So um, if you can summon the strength to say some words, what did you think of the show in general? So the, the, the way the show ran was, was pretty good. It was fine. Mm. Like it would, I don't think it was particularly memorable in any way. There were no moments like the, the selfie moment or wrong envelope or anything. But other than that, it was somewhat enjoyable. Music was uh, was a little poor. Music was yeah. We'll get to the songs yeah. <laughs> in a little bit, but yeah, I agree. I think fine would be the yeah the, the adequate word for it. I think yeah, it was an adequate Oscars. I think we were a little bit spoiled last year because I think if the ending of last year, mm. obviously last year when the wrong best picture was read out, and it ended on a real like holy shit moment, and it ends mm-hmm. on a real kind of high because you're happy because Moonlight's won it, and you're excited because something really interesting and un- unpredictable has happened. And I think that made left the whole show feeling like it might have been more interesting than it was because but if that hadn't happened last year. It would have just been La La Land winning everything, and it probably would have felt mm. quite adequate as well. Yeah, I was very happy with the, the the spread of wins. Like there was no no standout winner. Yeah, that's and what this year has over last year, definitely. Is that every every film that I liked got a fair amount of Oscars. Yeah, yeah, they spread it around nicely. It wasn't just one film winning everything, which mm-hmm. is always nice. Any particular highlights for you? Well, like I said, it was all just a little bland. Yeah, and um, well, Jimmy Kimmel's back for the second year. Yeah, um, he was, again, he's just, he's fine. He's professional, yeah. I could see it was quite important for him to be back again, just to sort of make up for, for last year, and have the same two people reading that best picture as well. Yeah, it was a, a theme, the, it was... <laughs> give, give them another chance, because like, they fucked up the first time, so let's just get them back so they can get their reputation back or something, I don't know. Mm. Not that they're ever going to win that, but... Uh, Oh, just imagine if they did something else wrong. <laughs> like not the envelope or something, but just like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I would not have wanted to be Faye Dunaway and Warren Beatty through all the world last night. The yeah. amount of pressure to get it perfectly correct. Yeah. Warren, what did you do? I want to tell you what happened. I opened the envelope and it said, Emma Stone, La La Land. That's why I took such a long look at Faye. And at you, I wasn't trying to be funny. <laughs> it did feel like it was a bit of a redemption episode for everyone involved, really. It was like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. do it really professionally this time. And I think because of other things, because it's been quite a sombre year with, obviously, with Me Too, and with a lot of issues around sexual assault, etc., mm-hmm. and, and other things as well. And obviously with the US presidency, it felt like a more serious show. It felt like there, were, there was less kind of lightness to it. Mm-hmm. Like, there were jokes, but there weren't as many kind of big moments. True, yeah. It was more like just a lot of kind of low-key, subtle kind of humour. Mm. There were things that I liked. I thought the 
shortest speech running gag was pretty funny. Yeah. Where they were yeah. timing the wall and the winner would get a jet ski presented by Helen Mirren. Mm-hmm. And I believe the costume designer from Phantom Fred did in fact win that jet ski. Okay. And rode nice. it across the stage at the end of the show. It was fantastic. <laughs> Brilliant. So that was pretty fun. And as we predicted, we had a little Oscar party and we did, of course, have some drinking games, which is partly why Harry is currently um, looking blankly into the middle distance right now. Um, but um, one of our drinking games was references to last year's mishap with the mm-hmm. uh, envelopes and there were some quite good ones I did I did enjoy quite yeah. a bit of that I liked when Guillermo del Toro did win the first thing he did was look directly yeah. at the card just to make sure <laughs> I also liked Mark Hamill in the Star Wars cast when oh he was yeah they were good so yeah you had Mark Hamill and Oscar Isaacs and Kelly Marie Tran and BB-8 on stage which mm-hmm. was pretty fun and then when Mark Hamill was reading out the award he said don't say La La Land don't say La La Land yeah. which I thought was pretty good yeah, yeah that was good <laughs> he's always having a good time Mark Hamill yeah I like him. He's always fun. I think it's because he knows that he doesn't need to work, so he can just get away with anything. Yeah. So he's already made all the money that he that he needs. Mm. Doesn't do much work. Yeah, that's what, it. What work, he, what work he does, he gets paid millions for, so... Exactly, he does all this voice work behind the scenes. He's not like... I mean, he's a big star, obviously. He's an icon, mm. but he's a big star for one particular thing. He's not like... Whereas Harrison Ford is, you know, a movie star. Mm. Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker, who also has a sidebar in voice work and animation. Mm-hmm. So I think he seems like a normal, down-to-earth quite fun guy, quite relaxed about himself and his his own career. And just every few years he gets to pop up and be on stuff like this because people love him. And mm, yeah. he, he just always has a good time. He's always fun. And the Oscar goes to... Don't say La La Land, don't say La La Land. <laughs> Dear Basketball, Glenn Keane and Kobe! Yeah, there were some good hosts, I thought. I enjoyed Tiffany Haddish and My Rudolph. They were really fun. Yeah, yeah, they're good. <laughs> I think they should host next year. Mm. Or maybe the Golden Globes. They should host something together. They were really... Sure, they... but I, I never watched the Globes. No, true. No, they should host the Oscars. They, they were really funny together. They had good chemistry. And I just find Tiffany Haddish to be endlessly hilarious. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's great. Yeah, I, I guess they were the main highlights. Not, nothing, like, uproariously hilarious, but mm. um, some funny moments. I liked um, the joke they made at the start of just like, well, we're not going to play music to get you off stage. We're just going to... Uh, I'm just going to have this guy run out and oh, yeah. say, get out! Get out! I really wish they'd yeah. been true to that. It yeah. would be really disrespectful, but really funny. Yeah. If you just kept running out, like, get out! Or if they just found the, the right person who could yeah. take it and just did it once. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you couldn't do that in the middle of Francis McDormand's speech. That would have been horrible. But like, <laughs> or, some, or James Ivory, the old 97-year-old. Yeah. You know. there, were, yeah. there were a lot of age jokes in this, weren't there? Oh, there were, that was a runner with Christopher Plummer. Oh, you'll be dead soon. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like, it's the 90th Oscars and yeah. Christopher Plummer was uh, was fresh or something. I yeah, know. yeah, there were constant references. And even Ray Saint came on as well and mentioned that she was older than the Oscars. Yeah. It's like, ooh, wow. Yeah. Well done. You know, the very first Oscar ceremony was held right across the street at the Roosevelt Hotel back in 1929. And Douglas Fairbanks Sr. was the host of the show. And this was his opening joke. Uh, Christopher Plummer is tonight's youngest nominee. <laughs> Still holds up. Cool, so shall we look at some of the awards then? Well, we've still not talked about the music in this. For we'll, we'll do that when we get to this. this as in just for performances. Oh, sure, okay. Okay, great. So let's talk about that then, because you're, you're keen to talk about the music, so. They were just all so disappointing. They were. Because of the people we were watching it with, nobody would seen Coco other than you and me, I don't mm-hmm. think. So we both were like, oh, we want Remember Me to win. We really want this to win. And then they played it, and it was like... It was good in the film, really. <laughs> Did Gail Garcia Bernal sing it in the film? I have no idea. Because he was terrible. He was. He was so out of tune and yeah. he seemed really nervous. He seemed like he was just talking. Yeah. Yeah, it was a very uncomfortable moment. But I did then feel a little bit better when um, This Is Me was also subpar. Yeah, it was better. 
It was better than. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Remember me on the stage, but it's still. F- it, it was also like this. This was better than the film. Yeah, it felt like maybe the sound mixing was off or something. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not an expert on these things, but no, but there must be a reason why all just... of them were a bit, bit flat. No, I think they're just all. They just no, not no one brought it. Yeah. Because mm. what were the other ones? There was Mary J. Blige. She was good. It was just yeah, kind of, she was really good. It was kind of a boring song, but yeah. she delivered it well as she always does. Mm-hmm. And same Sufjan Stevens. I really like the song, but I think it was a bit too somber for the occasion. Mm. It, it felt like out of place. Yeah. And what was the fifth one? I can't even remember. Don't know. The, well, clearly it was forgettable. Yeah. yeah. There was another one. There was another one. It didn't win. I can't yeah. remember what the performance was or who sang it. So. Yeah. Well, let's just make this one our first category to talk about. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was overjoyed that Remember Me won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, particularly because, like I said, I was like, oh, God, it was much better in the film, really, yeah. trust me. And then it won. So, like, it, it was better in the film. Luckily, they weren't voting on the night. Yeah. If that had been the case, oh. it probably would have been This Is Me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it was a deserved win, absolutely. It's a really nice song. And I, that meant Coco actually won every award it was up for. Oh, which is only two, but yeah. still, good yeah, yeah. Coco. Yeah. Well done. Hmm. Yeah, it was good. Because that one really played at a, a very specific emotional points in the film. Whereas This Is Me, not so much, really. No. This Is Me. I mean, This Is Me was the big song from the film, but it was... Like it, it didn't make me cry. No, no, absolutely not. Not at all, no. It felt kind of shoehorned in. Mm. It didn't even affect the plot that much. Whereas Remember Me is really tied to the plot. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas This Is Me is sung by a secondary character who doesn't really get a lot of development in the film. And I guess it's kind of the theme of the film in a way, but yeah, it, it's a bit under the bell. Mm. I've said before, it sounds like a Eurovision song, which is no criticism, but <laughs> it's something you've heard a million times before. Yeah. Whereas Remember Me, it was quite sweet and different. I liked it. Mm, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, I was, I was happy with that. Mm-hmm. So the first award of the night was Best Supporting Actor, and that was Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards. Oh, yeah. Good shout. Yeah. Happy with that? Yeah. That's I good. think, yeah. I've come around to that performance. I think I was too hard on that film. Actually, he was great. He did a good speech. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Deserved one. And he's a great actor. Mm. We should do more Sam Rockwell films. Mm-hmm. We should do Moon sometime. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, I'd like to. Great. Well, watch this spacelessness. <laughs> uh, best Makeup and Hair. No surprise here. That was The Darkest Hour. Yeah. Best Achievement in Jowls, basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was good, but just... Yeah. The quality of the film really took it, took it away from me. Yeah, that became our little hate film this year. Not yeah. that I think it's terrible, but that was the one that we didn't feel like deserved mm. much of anything, really. And I mean, the makeup True. was undeniably impressive, so mm. I, I guess it deserved it. But it was kind of like, well, that was always going to win. Mm. It, it's always a boring when you know what's going to win from the start, yeah. and there's no question of anything else winning. Costume design, our jet ski winner. That was Phantom Fred. <laughs> Which, fine. Like, I mean, it yeah, feels but... like an obvious choice. It's a costume-based film. Mm. I've said before, I don't think the costumes were as fabulous as I would have liked them to be. They were a bit plain but mm. yeah I mean of the other categories Beauty and the Beast Darkest Hour Darkest Hour definitely not Beauty and the Beast was okay there were some nice dresses yeah uh, Shape of Water yeah but there were no amazing costumes unless you do count the fish costume which I'm not sure if that qualifies as a special effect or as a costume it's a special effect I think. yeah everyone else was just wearing it's when they showed, it, showed the visual effects thing in the BAFTAs they showed making that character so uh, yeah can't have costume and CGI surely fair enough yeah and I guess yeah one would assume I mean it did create a good sense of space and time in the other costumes but none of them mm. really it's not a film that made me think about the costumes particularly what mm. people were wearing and uh, Victorian Abdul which I did not see mm. cool uh, oh best documentary winner Icarus True. didn't see it it's a Netflix one apparently so that that, oh, that is notable for Netflix having now won an Oscar because oh. Netflix have been a little bit snubbed so far because mm-hmm. you know people still look towards cinema releases mainstream cinema releases so mm-hmm. maybe this is going to be a little breakthrough for Netflix and other streaming services maybe they're going to take over now so we'll see uh, best sound editing Dunkirk well, should we just uh, cover them both at the same time? Yeah, best sound editing I, and best sound mixing. Same five nominees, same winner, Dunkirk. Same presenters as well. God, yeah. why? Why? Are they two separate awards. Well, they whisper or, it, didn't they? Or could they just at least explain what the difference is? Yeah. 
because then people would know and you know things like uh, I, I said this last night but makeup and hair could be two separate awards yeah not that it necessarily needs to be but it makes more sense and it's more obvious yeah absolutely what, what the difference is i would love a category for best wig that would be my favorite category in all the oscars like <laughs> yeah well the makeup and hair would it be the same people doing it like, i think it depends I think definitely there are professional hairstylists and there's professional makeup artists. Yeah. And sometimes there's crossover. But I'm sure the sound mixers and the sound editors, I mean, there was different people who came up and accepted it, so maybe it's two completely yeah, different yeah, jobs. I don't know. Yeah. It felt like something that this category could easily be shifted into the non-televised section. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, those were Dunkirk's, two of Dunkirk's wins, which I'm, I'm glad it picked up some technicals because it didn't really do anything in the, well, it had no acting nominations, mm. didn't win picture or director. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it picked up some some stuff here. Mm. And the sound, I mean, we saw it in IMAX and... It definitely deserved the sound. We talked about that in our last episode. Very much deserved. Bit of a shame for Baby Driver, but not... Yeah, but... That was the only thing it, could, it was ever potentially going to win, and it didn't, but... Mm. Not, but the end, not the end of the world, though. No, I'd rather have Dunkirk have a few Oscars than Baby Driver. Uh, production design, Shape of Water. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. Yeah, it looked really I nice. don't fully know what production design is. I think it's like the sets. Yeah, that's what, that's what I was too. thinking. Yeah, but... and it did have... You know, it, it, took place in two or three different locations specifically mm. her flat and the the lab and i think mm. they both had a real good sense of place mm, yeah yeah i would say so looking at the other categories the other nominees there i think we both wanted dunkirk again because mm. that did a very good job of creating that sense of where it was yeah and also blade runner which i watched in the end i thought it was quite visually impressive but mm. no nah, that's fine shape of water happy with that mm-hmm. foreign language film fantastic woman didn't see it sure whatever, yeah yeah sorry <laughs> Uh, we were watching with a Swede, though, so she was very disappointed that the square didn't win. Oh, yeah. yeah. Best Supporting Actress, no surprises there, Alice and Janney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. I would have preferred Laurie Metcalf, having now seen all but Mary J. Blige in this category. Alice and Janney's definitely my number two. For me, it was very close between them. Like, yeah. I just couldn't couldn't pick. Yeah. It was two different performances. Alice and Janney was kind of being quite campy and, and over the top, whereas Laurie Metcalf was very layered and subtle. Mm. All I would say is that hers felt a little bit more one note to me, whereas mm. I felt like Laurie Metcalf's performance was very human and real, which I personally preferred, but it's nitpicking. Alison Jenny's a great actress, mm. and I by no means resent her having an Oscar. Mm. So, and it was a great, great film. I think I, Tonya, we won't talk about that again because it had nothing else. I really think I, Tonya should have been one of the best picture nominees. Yeah, me too. I would rank it definitely in the, in, clear in the middle. I'd definitely place it above stuff like The Post or Phantom Fred or Darkest Hour, totally. Yeah. Much better, more interesting film. Mm. It's kind of like the disaster artist book for skating, I felt. Kind of a similar yeah, vibe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess. Best animated short, Dear Basketball. Great. Sure, whatever. Move oh. on. You're moving on, yeah. All I know about that is that it was the basketball player Kobe Bryant. Okay. So I know he's a famous, but uh, in America, and we're not sure. American, so no opinion, sorry. Best animated film, Coco. Good. Happy, yeah. Of, of, of the ones we saw? Of the one we saw? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one we saw. But I, I know you were quite keen on the idea of loving Vincent but we never mm, got around yeah. to watching it uh, but yeah Coco was great we watched it last week and we both cried we both really enjoyed it and it was just a great film mm, so yeah. it's good for them it's Pixar continues to deliver although this this award I always get a little confused as to whether it's awarding the animation or awarding the film in an animation category yeah I really think it should be awarding the animation over which is the best film in this category because you know potentially Boss Baby had incredible animation, but because it was a subpar film mm-hmm. compared to Coco, it didn't win. Yeah, I'm not saying that it should have done. Like I've not seen it, but animated films can win Best Picture. Like sure. Toy Story Three was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, and so it seems a little unfair if it can also win Best Animated Feature for the same thing. Really, I think it is Best 
overall picture because it's like the, I think it's like the foreign language film category mm-hmm. every so often you'll get a foreign language film that will be nominated for best picture but it's mm-hmm. very rare sure. mostly they'll get shoved into best foreign language film instead okay yeah which feels a little bit unfair so yeah maybe they should have two categories here maybe just shove out sound editing and have best animated feature film mm-hmm. and best achievements in animation mm, yes that makes, like not that makes so own, explicitly just for animated films not for like CGI or films that are live action but explicitly for films like these but yeah, so one would be for the quality of the film and one would be for the quality of the animation because mm. I think both are valid and interesting. Mm-hmm. And I would be really interested to see what if they went to the same films a lot or if it would be different films. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I don't know why that's not been done. Best visual effects, Blade Runner. Sure, yeah. yeah. Were you on to War for the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, I did because I feel like those three films have been snubbed. They have a little bit, yeah. And they, do, they are very, very visually impressive. Mm. They look so realistic. Mm-hmm. So I would agree. But I did think there was some really striking stuff in Blade Runner. I thought the way they recreated the actress Sean Young from the original film mm-hmm. was was amazing. I, mean, I was really struck by that. Mm. Yeah, that was really good. Best editing, Dunkirk. Another tech for Dunkirk. Great. Good choice. Happy with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, oh, was this the one that Baby Driver might have won, actually? Yeah, that yeah. does too. But no, I would say Dunkirk was very, very well edited. Yeah. Yeah, happy with that. Best documentary short, well, for title alone, I was pleased that Heaven is a Traffic Jam on the 405 one. <laughs> but that's all I can say about that. Yeah. Likewise, best live action short, The Silent Child. Oh, that's the girl from Hollyoaks. Mm. So that's cool. She's a, Apparently she's an actress who has been or is on a British sitcom called... No, yeah, really. has been or is on a British soap opera called Hollyoaks, which is kind of like As the World Turns or something for American listeners, I think. So it was kind of novel to see her win an Oscar. But I only Good. found that after the fact. I didn't know who she was. Mm. But cool. Good for her. Best adapted screenplay. This was the sole win for Call Me By Your Name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was happy with this, but I really wanted this to be Logan's category. Yeah, it's the only thing it was nominated in, right? Mm. Mm. Or Molly's Game. I thought Molly's Game was really well written. Yeah. yeah. And both of those films are better than some of the best pictures. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm actually quite sad for Logan. Yeah. Again, I've still not seen it. I will at some point, I promise. But... Mm. um. Yeah, I mean, but I don't, I'm glad Call Me By Your Name got something. As much as I had some problems with it, I do think it was quite a lovely film. And it was nice to see James Ivory get up there and get to give his speech and acknowledge his writer and his partner who both have passed away in recent years, mm-hmm. uh, Ishmael Merchant. They were part of Merchant Ivory together who made a lot of really great films in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And Ruth Prower Javala, I'm terribly sorry, the writer who wrote a lot of his films, mm-hmm. he dedicated it to both of them. And it was very sweet. So, great. Ooh, this was a good one. Best original screenplay, Get Out. Yes. Really happy with this. I think this was a little bit of a surprise. What, the film or that it won? That it, I, I don't think this was anticipated that this would win this one. Really? Who I else d- was in it? It was The Big Sick, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water and Free Billboards. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I wasn't really expecting Get Out for that one, no. I don't think. But I think it deserves it. Big time. Well, they all, oh. they all deserve it. Well, I have some problems yeah, with the script of Free Billboards, but I thought that was actually going to be the one that would win because mm-hmm. it won a lot of other things, but... Yeah, no, really happy to see that this win an Oscar and right, it was so well And like a, a serious Oscar as well, not, yeah. not, not just a technical. Exactly, yeah. This film deserves it big time. Oh, absolutely. And because it was written, the, the writer-director was the same person, it meant that Jordan Peele got to go up and give a speech, which was mm-hmm. great. So yeah, very glad that Get Out got some recognition. Mm-hmm. Cinematography, Blade Runner. Yeah, great. I'm kind of glad Blade Runner got rewarded. Uh, yeah, I'm happy for that too, but that one I really felt was, was going to be Dunkirk's. Mm, yeah. I was watching Dunkirk in the cinema all three times, and <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just completely lost in the cinematography in it. Mm. Just some of the some of the shots that they were doing, and a lot of it comes down to production design as well, with how they were doing it and the different props they were using, and it all looked incredible. Mm. But I don't think that uh, 
Blade Runner didn't deserve it, mate. No. They definitely, definitely earned their Oscar. What I would say was watching Blade Runner, no, sorry, watching Dunkirk, I was like, like, yeah, I was very impressed by the cinematography. I thought it looked fantastic. And I was also drawn in by the story. Mm-hmm. Was Blade Runner, I was kind of like watching the film, like, this film looks fantastic. I'm bored. Yeah. But it looks great. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess fair enough. It, it, it got the award for looking great. And I guess it's to make up for the fact that it kind of bombed at the box office. And mm-hmm. But it was, it was an ambitious film. So I think. I'm glad it got something, a few awards, just to, you know, because I like people trying to make interesting films. And I like Denis Villeneuve. He made Arrival, my top film of last year. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope he gets to make more cool, interesting sci-fi stuff. This one didn't quite hit the mark for me, though. No. But it did look great, so. Uh, best score, The Shape of Water. Sure, yeah. When I heard it, I, when I heard it in the clips, I thought, actually, this is a nice score. Yeah, I thought that too. But this one, again, I really wanted Dunkirk to win mm, it. Yeah. Because without the score in Dunkirk, I think with any other composer for Dunkirk it would have been a completely different film. Mm-hmm. Whereas with The Shape of Water, I think that a lot of people could have done it. That's very fair, yeah. I think you said on our last episode, or on our review episode, the score was its own character in Dunkirk. Mm. It, the music was a separate character, but not in an intrusive way. I mean, it, it added to the film so seamlessly. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Probably Dunkirk a little bit robbed there. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Best director, Guillermo del Toro with The Shape of Water. Fair enough. They were all good shouts, mm-hmm. but um, no, he's, he, he earned it big time. Definitely bit of a i think this this is a bit of a career oscar mm. i think this is guillermo del toro has been making amazing films for like 20 25 years now mm-hmm. i don't think the shape of water is his best film i really really liked it but i do think this is you know this is him getting an award for a body of work yeah like stuff like pan's labyrinth like hellboy all the other stuff he's done of the other people jordan peele i would have liked to see win it for get out i would have really liked him yeah too. yeah that would have been good uh christopher nolan also but again it would have been maybe a body of work award mm-hmm but yeah. Speaking of Body of Work Awards, Best Actor, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour. Oh, God, Gary Oldman did so well this season. Mm, he did. Why did people like him so much in this? I don't, I don't Again, know. I really feel like this is really him getting the award for his career, particularly for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, mm-hmm. which he was nominated for, I believe, and didn't win. Mm-hmm. Again, and, and I guess because of the prosthetics was so impressive, but I, I found like I lost him in the prosthetics. Yeah. It wasn't like he was bad. But I never really felt like I was seeing into Churchill's soul. Mm. And I think a lot of the... A good actor, which I think he is a great actor, a lot of the work that they do that really lets you into them when you're watching a film and a great performance is in the face. Mm-hmm. And because his face was so obscured, like his real face underneath all of that stuff, it just... It, it, it did. It distanced it for me a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't really buy into it. Yeah, I, same. Like, great. Gary Oldman, great actor, great career. Deserves to be an, among the Oscar winners. But I would have given this to Timothy Chalamet or Daniel Kaluuya over Gary Oldman for this particular performance any day of the week. Daniel Kaluuya for me, all the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's like <clears> a starter <throat> and it anchors the film. Mm. Would not have given this to Denzel Washington because I did finally watch Roman J. Israel and it was boring. A boring, boring film. Great. And he was a little bit hammy in it. Mm. So I do think maybe Denzel's got to the Meryl Streep stage now where he's getting Oscar nominations just for showing up. <laughs> but yeah, wasn't a fan of that one. No. But it was never going to win. It was total filler. Uh, best actress, Frances McDormand. Yeah, lovely. This was my pick for best acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. I forgot to ask, any of us that stood out to you, acceptance speeches wise? Mm, no, not really. Most, Frances, yeah, yeah, most yeah, of but... them played it quite safe, didn't they? Yeah. But yeah, this one was good. It wasn't like Viola Davis good, but it was good. I <laughs> mm. liked the fact that she made all the women stand up. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about policies and contracts to in- ensure diversity in films. I always knew that she'd have something to say and she... She did it in a way that didn't feel like smug or, or heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah. It was just, she's very straight down the line, which I like about her. I also like that they switched the order around and did Best Actor before Best Actress. Yeah, that felt very pointed and deliberate, and I was mm. glad they did it. 
That, they should alternate every other year, I think. They really they? should, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> there's no, no reason why not. No. And finally, the big one, best picture, Shape of Water. Yeah, it did mm-hmm. it, didn't it? It did do it. Well, I mean, it, it earned it, but it was... I forget where I ranked it, like three or four. We, yeah, we both had it around the three, four mark. Mm. So it was hard to get super excited. Mm. I mean, we both had Moonlight around the three or four mark last year, but I think that because it was so, we both liked it more than La La Land. Yeah. And because it was such an exciting moment, it was like, yeah, go for it, Moonlight. Mm. Whereas Shape of Words, it was like, yay, great. Wasn't one of the shit ones. Yeah. Wasn't one of the great ones ever. Like, like yeah. I said, I feel like it's a body of work. Mm. And it's a very safe choice because a lot of the other ones that were nominated would be controversial in some way, some way or another. Mm-hmm. Not many people are going to begrudge the Shape of Water winning no. Oscar. But yeah, I would have, again, I would have liked Get Out to get this. That was my pick. Or Dunkirk. Yeah. Because they were both kind of not expected to win. I felt like it was going to be Shape of Water or Free Billboards. Oh, I'd love just so much if it was Get Out. Get it, yeah. I would, that would have been end of the show, jump out of the chair, do a shot, like, yes, this mm. Oscar's delivered. That was the moment when that could have happened. Sally did not. No. That's the moment when the guy should have run out. When Shape of Water, it would have been so disrespectful when Shape of Water is accepting its award and he just runs out going, Get out, get out, get out. As in, Get out one, get out one, get out one. <laughs> or if, uh, like, if, if Get Out had one, like the guy opens the envelope and then just sort of like looks to the side of the stage mm. and rolls, like, What? Like, is it, is, it, is it the wrong envelope or something? <laughs> and then somebody just comes on around, Get out, get out, get out. And then he like shows the envelope, Get out one, or whatever. <laughs> That'd be good. <clears throat> or you could just open the envelope and just stand there stock still and have a single tear run down his eye and just go to the sunken place like, <laughs> wait for people to guess <laughs> but yeah those were all of the awards any other thoughts on this year's Oscars particularly? no no I think we covered it yeah looking forward to doing it again next year hopefully next year's will be a little bit more exciting mm-hmm. I don't think we need Jimmy Kimmel back a third year no. I mean it's time to switch it up a little bit yes. definitely as I said I'm definitely planting my flag for Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph mm. they would be fantastic mm-hmm. great fun great so that wraps it up for us I think Harry might be about to pass out. So yeah. please join us on Friday for our next regular episode, which is going to be Amelie with our special guests at Think Outside the Box set. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed the show, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review if you haven't already, because it really helps us to find your listeners. We're available on all good podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Acast and Spotify. You can also get in touch with us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just search Beyond the Box set. We also have merch available on Tee Public. Again, just search Beyond the Box Set there or go to our website, beyondtheboxset.com. And you can also support us on Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash beyondtheboxset. It's a page of field tiered system in which you can gain access to all of our bonus content, including our bonus review show, uh, Beyond Beyond the Box Set. You can also choose the subject of a film that we'll do in the future, but maybe be a guest and get a 30 second ad, ad slot on the show. Mm. So please do help support us. It makes us feel good. It helps us keep the lights on. It keeps the show cost neutral. And we just, we just really appreciate it. And I think that ends this year's Oscars. Oh, thank God. <laughs> That's a good note to end on. So, bye. Bye. Mm. Uh...